Hey, before we get started with this week's episode, I wanted to remind you all that I will be returning to the airwaves of Orion Neighborhood Television this Friday night, beginning at 6 p.m. On this Friday show, I will welcome back to the program my friend Claudel Edwards, who we affectionately refer to as Q. Uh, Q is going to join us as we, we celebrate the upcoming Thanksgiving holiday. So tune in this Friday night, beginning at 6 p.m., and you can find it over on Facebook. Just look for at Orion ONTV. It's Close to the Heart Live on ONTV. The following is a Klaus to the Heart presentation as a part of the Jackal Creations Podcast Network and is rated PG-14. Some material and dialogue may not be suitable for members of the family under 14 years of age. I'm Jason Klaus, and over the course of my life, I have done a lot of different things worn a lot of different hats, but this may be my greatest endeavor yet. This is my show, and on here we will talk about a variety of topics, from sports, to entertainment, to real life, and how we can make a difference for ourselves and for those in and around our lives. I may go on rants, I may go on sidebars, but it all comes from the heart. Welcome to the Klaus to the Heart podcast, the flagship show of the Jackal Creations Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Klaus to the Heart podcast, the flagship show of the Jackal Creations podcast network powered by Anchor.fm. And I realize I am late to the party this week. Um, <laughs> just, uh, you know, a lot of things happening all at once. And uh, as, as it often does, time kind of slipped away from me. And... Um, so this is very late dropping. We usually drop this at midnight, but full disclosure, this is probably going to be uh, what we like to call live to tape type of recording, which means um, at 8.04 on Tuesday morning, I am recording this. And as soon as I get done recording this, it will be uploaded to the feed. So um, it still is happening on Tuesday, just not the midnight time slot that you may be accustomed to. So uh, for third shifters, for early morning first shifters, I apologize if this is something that you look forward to on your way to work or while you're at work or whatever the case may be. I, I'm sorry. I have nobody to blame but myself. So... Uh, with that being said, I, uh, I I was also kind of hoping that we were going to be able to uh, hook up with Nikki Falsoni here this week. Uh, that's not going to be a possibility, you know, and again, it's not her. It's 100% me. And, um, so 
tentative plans are we're going to uh, hook up this weekend uh, through Skype and try to get a couple of episodes recorded, uh, one for next week, one for the following week, so that, uh, you know, she's back on the show. And I know some of you have missed her. Some of you have, uh, you know, asked how she's doing, you know, if she's still on the show. Yes, she's still very much a part of the show. It just, um, you know, our schedules just have not been able to meet up here lately. Um, so on this week's show, because it's kind of an impromptu, I mean, it's not impromptu in terms of like, I don't know when I'm dropping this show. It is impromptu by recording live to tape and being immediately uploaded. Um, so I thought what I would do here is I would take this week's episode and considering that I'm flying solo here, um, I figured I would um, take some time here and just kind of reflect on what was, no doubt, without question, one of the most emotional events, um, shows, whatever you want to categorize it as, that I have ever been a part of, that I have ever had my hand in, that I have ever done. Um... I'm, of course, referring to the Klaus to the Heart Live uh, motivational stage show that took place at the Pix Theater in Lapeer this past Friday night, November the 12th, and everything that went into it, because, <coughs> excuse me, um, it was, without a doubt, in my mind, uh, one of the most, if not the most important live events I've ever done, and when when I say that, if you're just a fan of the Klaus to the Heart brand or the Jackal Creations Podcast Network, um, you know, you're like, well, man, you've only done two stage shows at this point. Yeah, I know that. But as far as promotions, as far as entertainment, as far as being a performer in some regards, I've got like 28 years experience running a professional wrestling company. And during those 28 years, I have performed and or um, promoted over 500 live professional wrestling events. And if you were in Lapeer, I talked a little bit about this, that it was, uh, you know, we've done big venues, we've done small venues, uh, but we haven't done anything that had the prestige, at least in my mind, of the Pix Theater. Because the Pix Theater, if you grew up in the Lapeer area, uh, or if you, you know, if you are familiar with Lapeer, especially the downtown area, uh, the Pix is one of those iconic venues that is, I mean, in, for a lot of us, it was like the, the centerpiece of the downtown Lapeer area. And I realize that in the grand scheme of things, the picks may take a back seat to like the courthouse, the old courthouse that is there, which is um, the oldest standing courthouse in the state of Michigan, I believe, or at least at one time it was. <coughs> and um, it was, you know, the for me personally, there was such a, a, a personal tie to it 
because you know, I've made no bones about the fact that you know I've spent quite a bit of my childhood in that building watching movies with my brother and uh you know that was back in the back at a time where you know our 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 parents could drop us off downtown and they could trust us and trust the surroundings that we would be okay if we if they dropped us off at the theater we went in we bought we bought our ticket our popcorn our our soda our our box of candy whatever the case may be and sat down and watched whatever movie the one screen was playing and when i think back on like my fondest memories of going to the movies and some of my just i mean to this day my favorite movies ever that i've ever seen goonies et teen wolf um you know just there's been a variety of them you know it all goes back to being inside that venue and I, uh, so to be able to perform my show on that stage was nothing short of extraordinary for me, uh, very emotional. I mean, the, the week, the days leading up to it, um, man, I, I, I felt this tremendous amount of pressure come you know, crashing down on my shoulders, and you know, there was there was a time there where I was having like these mini panic attacks because, you know, I I had such high expectations of what this show was going to be, and and hopes and dreams, and you know, there's oftentimes you hear people say, well, why why bother setting your your focus on a dream? It'll never come true. Well, I don't think that's accurate at all, because when I started doing things like this under this umbrella, creating a podcast network, doing live stage shows, Fix Theater was one of of my target venues, and when it materialized and I signed the contract for the show. You know, to to say that I was excited was a tremendous understatement. And with that, you know, I learned I learned a lot from, you know, what we did in in uh, Frankenmuth at Fisher Hall when I did the first one in January of 2020. Which you know, you look back to that night and you look back to today, and man, it's like seems like a whole it's a whole different world it was before a pandemic it was before you know enduring the absolute greatest bout of heartbreak i have ever dealt with and you know i just wasn't really sure if i could handle it all at one time you know what i mean um i just but I, I had a lot of expectations. I had a lot of hopes in getting to this show. And, uh, you know, I'll be straight up. The day of, or actually the night before I was at work, because, you know, it's well documented. I am a third shifter. And, you know, I, I just, I could not stop moving. I could not stop pacing between jobs. I could not stop 
thinking and analyzing and overanalyzing and everything that goes along with it. It was, it was something else, man. And, uh, you know, then I, as, as the hours started, started ticking between the time I left work to the time I was on my way to Lapeer, you know, a lot of my friends who, yeah, man, we're going to be there. I'm going to be there. We're going to support you. Blah, blah, blah. You know, text messages start coming in, phone calls start coming in. Oh man, something came up. You're not going to be able to make it. Break a leg. Do great. You're going to be awesome. Blah blah blah. And I have no doubt that the majority of those messages were legitimate. I have no doubt that a lot of those messages were the truth. Um, the unfortunate part of that is, you know, when you not that I was, you know, looking for it or that I was trying to dig up information or whatever, but it would come back across my radar that what they had said was not the case, you know, and into which, you know, I started getting pretty upset about it because I'm like, if, if you didn't want to come, just tell me you didn't want to come. I mean, I realized that spending a good portion, you know, a few hours of your Friday night listening to a dude talk about inspirational and motivational stuff may not be their cup of tea. I get it. Um, I, you know, I don't know if, if I would be wholeheartedly invested in that either, but at the same time, if it's somebody that I care about that's doing it, you know, if I didn't want to go, I would just straight up tell them I can't make it or I'm not going to be able to be there right out of the gate. Don't inflate the situation and then turn around and come up with some bullshit excuse as to why you're not there. Um, you know, I, although I try not to, it makes me kind of look at you a little bit different. <laughs> you know, I was like, damn, why don't you just be honest about it? It's not that deep. I'm not going to, I'm not going to not talk to you just because you're not able to come to a stage show for whatever reason. Whether you wanted to or whether you can't, you couldn't, whatever. So that part got a little frustrating. Um, there was a lot that I learned from the Frankenmuth show that I made damn good and sure that I was not going to repeat in Lapeer. One of those things, the glaring part of that, is me singing on stage. I was not going to have that happen again. Um... But along those lines, let me say right out of the gate, Todd Gilbert, who provided the uh, the opening act there on Friday, just like he did in, in Frankenmuth, too. But um, it was a solo effort by Todd on Friday night, and like I knew he would, he absolutely killed it. One of the most talented um, and loyal friends I, I have ever had. Like, it, he, <laughs> I booked, when I signed the contract and made everything official, um, and we started kind of putting plans in place, you know, in terms of what kind of topic I was going to do and this, that, and the other thing. Like, I knew I wanted Todd involved again, and... I also realized that, you know, during the course of this pandemic, Todd has been very selective about what kind of bookings he's going to take. And I fully, ex I fully expected him to be like, you know, I would love to and any other 
under any other circumstance, I, I would be there in a heartbeat, but, you know, with COVID still being a thing and, you know, he just coming off of it, I was like, yeah, I, I fully expected him to be like, I, I just can't. Thanks, but no thanks. But he didn't. He jumped at, at the opportunity. And I'm sure, you know, some of that comes into play because the picks may have been, like for me, one of those target venues that we really wanted to perform in. So I was happy that my show gave him that platform to to be on that stage, to perform in that building with all the history and, and everything that's in, that's invested in it. So I was very appreciative of Todd coming out. And I mean, without hesitation, every single time, man, no matter what I do, no matter what I need from him, by and large, he is there with a helping hand and just knocks it out of the ballpark. And, uh, and Friday night was no exception. The dude put all of his heart and soul into his performance. And even though it was only like 12, 13 minutes or however long it was, um, he truly maximized his minutes. And I'm just so appreciative of him. More than he probably even realizes. But uh, be that as it may, um, while he was like on like the second song of his set, I was backstage. I was dressed, I was ready, but I was pacing, man. I was, uh, like the gravity of everything was, was coming to fruition. Like I am fixing to walk out on this stage and, you know, I'm going to try to entertain the people that were there, that came, that paid 10 bucks ahead to, um, you know, to be a part of this, to support me, to do, you know, to be part of, part of this and very important day for me. And, uh, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about that here in a, in a minute, but I assembled a tremendous support staff. And, uh, these were people that, you know, they also work for the Michigan wrestling or organization in very similar roles to, what I had them doing on Friday for Close to the Heart Live. Um, James and Jenny Walter are two of my greatest assets when I do anything like this, any kind of public presentation. Their knowledge, their willingness, their their desire, their their commitment, their loyalty to me is something that I'll never be able to fully and truly express how much gratitude I have for them. Uh, James, you know, came in and, you know, they, they brought their laptop. I had uh, made a, uh, like a cold open video along with what we call a Titan Tron music video. And he made sure that all that stuff was you know, uploaded and ready to roll when, when we needed it to roll. And, you know, Jenny took some amazing pictures backstage, very candid shots, um, that will be posted this week. 
because uh, I, I, you know, full disclosure, I've kind of taken the last few days and uh, just kind of reflected on everything that was Friday night and in, in the days after. And that's uh, why I haven't really been very prominent on social media. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, the last few days, I was just kind of trying to exhale, you know, just uh, trying to gather my thoughts, trying to separate these layers of feelings, these layers of things that I'm going through personally, professionally, um, just trying to put everything in perspective and really a reflection of what was. And uh, I had Nick Brown with me too. And for those of you who don't know that name, you may know him. If you're an MWO fan, you know him as our current Michigan Wrestling Organization champion, Jack Terran. And he also, um, no matter what I've asked him to, to do, has always, always stepped up to the plate to help me out. And um, he, too, had taken pictures and he brought his GoPro and, you know, he was he was there when I needed something done. And, you know, like like the Walters, um, no complaining, no pissing, no moaning, no rolling of the eyes like he's like, what do you need done? And tell me what you need done. And I, you know, I had him do a couple of things for me. He did it. I mean, and it was it's nice knowing that you have that support staff. It's, it's a huge load off my mind because, you know, with such a small group of people listed as support staff, you know, they, there is no room for error. There is no passing the buck from one person to the other because they may not want to do whatever has been assigned to them. That does not happen here with these people. They, they are 100% on board. They are 100% committed to the cause and it just it, they'll just never realize what that means ever ever um so knowing now no knowing that they were there just meant the world to me now if you listen to um to tea time last week and i think even the week before i may have made a joke about it about because you know you these celebrities these A-listers, as they call themselves. A lot of times you hear when they get, when they, uh, when they're about to do a performance or they're going on set to film a movie or TV show or something like that, they have these outrageous, you know, like a laundry list of demands. And I mean, something so stupid, like I only want green M&Ms. Or it has to be exactly 72.4 degrees in my trailer. Or so help me God, I am not stepping foot in that thing. And I will walk clean off the set. So as a joke, I said to Jim Burgett, my co-host with over on Tea Time, which drops on Thursdays here on the Jackal Creations Podcast Network. Um, hey, I want red and yellow M&M's. You know, because it's obnoxious. It was obnoxious. Just the thought of, like, I felt like an idiot even saying it, even though it was totally meant to be taken 
as a joke. I just, you know, I want red and yellow M&Ms. And you're like, well, why red and yellow? Well, anybody who knows me knows I'm a Hulkamaniac. Hulk Hogan, you know, before the whole New World Order turn, um, part of his career, I mean, anytime you've seen him, by and large, it was he was wearing red and yellow. So I wanted red and yellow M&Ms. So we were, uh, after we had got everything set up and uh, we were just kind of convening backstage there right before Todd was to walk out, um, Jim had showed up to the venue. He had came into the locker room, moral support, making sure I wasn't losing my shit, as it were. And uh, he said, my agent is going to be here shortly with something for you. And I was like, oh boy, you know, what, what has he done here? Well, his agents, plural, two of them, longtime friends of mine, longtime members of the Michigan Wrestling Organization, longtime fans of the Klaus of the Heart umbrella, brought me a jar that was custom made with the show name, the date, the venue on it. And wouldn't you know it? Filled with red and yellow M&M's. And it put such a huge smile on my face. Because they thought enough about me to buy multiple packs of M&M's. And pull out the red and, ye red and yellow ones. And put them in this, this custom made jar. And it just warmed my heart. Uh, my friends Derek and Gina had um, given me a, a, a small gift as well. Um, this candle that had uh, this this quote on it, this saying on it, said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here because I don't have it right in front of me, but it's something to the effect of, you are awesome, keep that shit up. <laughs> I just... You know, it's it, it means so much that they thought about me in, in that regard, in that time, that they would pick me up s something of a memento. And I, I will, no doubt, will have like a display of some sort of everything from this event at the picks. And that jar, when it's empty, and that candle, and things of this nature will will go in this in this display to commemorate this this event um so i mean bill and ariana they're the ones that brought me the the m&ms and i truly appreciated that Derek and gina you know great friends they sat out watched the show um another guy was there who brought uh two people that I just think the absolute world of, Chris and Aaron. And I hadn't seen them in quite some time. I think WrestleMania back in April was the last time I had seen them. So it's been it's been a minute, as they say. But uh, you've heard me talk about Joe Sny on previous episodes. And Joe is... Like, I just don't have the words to adequately describe this man and how much he means to me. Because uh, 
he, without fail, man, anytime that I am involved in something that he feels like it's going to be a high pressure or a stressful situation, when I least expect it, I turn around and there he is. Also offering a helping hand. What can I do? What do you need help with? Tell me what to do. And he is the epitome of what true and pure friendship really is. And knowing that he was there, just knowing that he was in the building made me feel that much better. Because I knew that if I did need something, and even if he was sitting out in the theater... I knew that if I needed something that somebody else wasn't able to, to do for me, he, he would rise to the occasion. And so knowing that he was there really took some of that pressure off. And as Todd was finishing his last song, which I believe was Dream On, his, his rendition of Aerosmith's song, Dream On, I, uh, like, I really, like, my hands started sweating and... Joe, Joe was watching me like he, he would, he was almost following me from one part of the dressing room to the other as I was pacing back and forth. And he, cause he and I have this, this common bond. We are huge fans of the masters of the universe franchise. And that is something that he and I have bonded over. And he apparently has a folder or or something in his phone of Masters of the Universe memes. And he kept pulling up the funniest ones and showing them to me. Just to get me to get off my uh, my train of thought that I was on. That was kind of stressing me out. And, and the one that sticks out. And I couldn't even tell you what it said. But the picture was like burned in my brain. And it's a picture of Skeletor. It's a Skeletor taking a dump on on a toilet with his pants pulled down <laughs> and, you know you see skeleton you know what a, what a, what a skeleton looks like well that's what it was it was a skeleton with the top part of him in cartoon mode you know drawn just like he was in the original cartoon um you know take taking a poo poo and it was that was the funniest thing, man. And uh, I just—that's Joe. You know what I mean? Like that's—that's that's what he brings to the to the table. And you know his sense of humor is misunderstood by by a lot of people. But man, I get it, and I love it. And I just—I think the world of that guy. I—I I mean, I just really, really do love him with all my heart. He's just fantastic. Um, Todd came back and I could tell that he seemed pretty, pretty pleased with how everything had gone down with his set. Again, I, I could hear bits and pieces of it. I kept, you know, kind of poking my head out the curtain that separated the backstage from going, from walking on to the stage. And he was great, man. And, uh, you could tell he, he felt pretty good about things. And then, um. We took a couple of minutes. We got Todd's stuff off the stage. Uh, Joe went out and set up my stuff, the table, chair. James had uh, queued up the cold open. 
And I've got to tell you that uh, when uh, when we started playing the video, I peeked out the curtain because I could, you know, we were kind of like on the side of the stage, but I could see the screen, the screen that I had watched all of these iconic movies as kids with my brother and I saw my face on that screen and I saw this cold open production video that I produced I put together I directed um, and there was just like this sense of accomplishment and that part of the presentation was like five minutes long a little over five minutes long and then it cut into like the Titantron video. And I let it play for a few seconds, like 25, maybe 30 seconds before I walked out. And as soon as I walked out on stage to where the people could start seeing me, like I, I heard their applause and all of that pressure that I had felt just moments before. It's like somebody hovered over top of me and picked it up by a handle and just lifted it off me. The red light came on and it was go time. Was I disappointed that there weren't more people there? Yes. But under no circumstances did I chalk it up as this, this was a failure. Because I didn't feel like it was a failure. Because I owed it to the people that did show up to give them my all. And by the time I got done. And by the time I walked off the stage an hour and change later. I knew without a shadow of doubt. I gave them every ounce of energy, passion and everything I had in me. I left it all on that stage. Because... I mean, when I got, when I walked back to the back, like all I wanted to do was sit down for a minute. I mean, there was a couple times during the show that I did sit down in the chair, but it wasn't for very long. I spent the majority of that time walking back and forth across the stage. Um, you know, so I was constantly moving in some way, shape or form. And I just wanted to sit down. Um, the support staff came back immediately, congratulated me on the show, congratulated Todd for his part of it. Um, and somebody very dear to me came back to the dressing room. Uh, somebody, another person that I just think the absolute world of. And I heard, um, excuse me, sir. And I turn around and it's, it's my friend, Brittany. And, um, it was like, whoa, kind of, kind of took me off guard a little bit. Um, but, uh, that just, it's one of those highlights that it's one, you know, when I, when I think back on this day, November 12th, um, that's one of the first things that pops up in my mind. And uh, along with all the, with everything else that I just laid out here. Now, the, the people that were run, that run the building, 
they had blacked out the crowd. Like I could see who was sitting in the very front, the very front row. I could see my dad. I could see his fiance Debbie. I saw my cousin who drove here from Arkansas. She drove all the way out here from from her home in Arkansas. Met up with a friend of hers that lives in Michigan, and they were sitting in the front row. I could see Eric Cherry, who is one of our newest uh, panelists on the Turnbuckle Time Machine, which we're trying to get on uh, on the schedule of every other Monday here on the Jack Creations Podcast Network. And he brought with him a guy I haven't seen in person in a very very long time too long mark bruff apocalypse um and it was so good seeing mark it, it had been such a long time and it was great to see him but other than that i couldn't tell where anybody like i could see shadows i could see shadows of heads and shoulders so i had no idea who all was there who all wasn't and come to find out you know, a few, like I knew some of my co-workers were, were going to be there, and and they were. Uh, there were other ones that I work with that came out, which I had no idea were coming. Kind of blew me away, blew my mind. And uh, it just, it meant so much to me. It just meant so much to me that they thought enough about me to... Um, to come out and, um, you know, be a part of this. So I did the show and I just, I'm so, was it everything that I thought it would be in some regards? No, it wasn't. I have to be perfectly honest. But in other aspects, it exceeded my expectations. Just, I mean, the feelings that went into it, the emotions that went into it. Because ultimately, I knew that somewhere among the lights, with the best seat in the house, was my brother watching. Like, I could feel his presence in there. And... It was important to me that I tried to live up to what his expectations would have been or may have been. And I would like to think that I did that. There were a few times during the course of my portion of the show that as I'm talking, on the other side of my brain, I was like, um, where in the hell are you going with this? You got to reel it back in. You're losing yourself. If you're losing yourself, you're losing your crowd, your, your audience. And I was like, well, shit, you know, I need to get, you know, so it was like an inner struggle of sorts. But, uh, listen, from the best that I could tell, nobody walked out during the show. And I mean, left. Um, so that's a win. I'll take that as a win. And any feedback that I have heard up until this point has been overwhelmingly positive. 
Um, so, I mean, that's good. You know, I certainly don't want people feeling like they wasted an hour and a half of their time and 10 bucks of their money to come and watch me. Um, a lot of them said that that's exactly what they needed to hear and that they were going to apply some of these aspects that I talked about on the show in their real life. And that's all I could ask. That is the greatest reward I could ever ask for. If something that I've said resonates to you or with you to the point to where you are going to apply that to your real life, your everyday life, that makes me a very happy, fulfilled, proud, and rich in terms of my soul, how my soul feels. <coughs> Knowing that my words have that kind of impact is will always be one of the most humbling things that I will ever be a part of, I will ever experience, that I will ever feel. And for the longest time, I thought people just kind of said that to be nice. So they didn't hurt my feelings. <coughs> um, but I've realized that that's not the case, that I have made something of an impact, of a difference. And I just, uh, makes me feel like it's worthwhile. It makes me feel like I'm doing something good. That's all I want. So, with that, uh, we're going to run a quick time out here, and uh, we will be back with more of the Klaus of the Heart podcast right after these messages. Hey, if you're looking for the official merchandise for any of your favorite podcasts under our umbrella of shows, we invite you to check out the Jackal Creations podcast network online store that is powered by CafePress.com. On there, you will see a variety of different products from, from shirts and hats, hoodies, all kinds of glassware, mugs, and much, much more featuring your favorite podcast. We invite you to check out CafePress.com forward slash CTTH store. That's CafePress.com forward slash CTTH store, the official online store of the Jackal Creations Podcast Network. The holidays, a time to celebrate with friends, with family, a time to look back on a year that was, and a hope for a new beginning. So we invite you to join the superstars of the Michigan Wrestling Organization for its own holiday tradition, the Slams. The action. The unpredictability. Join us as we bring to you our holiday tradition. As the Michigan Wrestling Organization presents Christmas Clash. And you can see it live Saturday, December the 11th, beginning at 6.05 p.m. Exclusively on Orion Neighborhood Television. And welcome back to the Klaus of the Heart podcast, the flagship show of the Jackal Creations podcast network, powered by Anchor.fm. And uh, 
Sony, appreciate you guys hanging out with me this week. I appreciate your patience because this show is dropping way later than it usually does. And um, we're going to get back uh, on a regular scheduled time, the midnight drop that, you know, some of you look forward to. So I apologize for the delay this week, but I appreciate you uh, being patient with me. Uh, We've been talking about... Um, kind of looking back on what was the Klaus to the Heart live show this past Friday night, uh, November 12th, from the Pix Theater, downtown Lapeer. All the motions that went into it. And, um, you know, I learned a lot in, in terms of, you know, when we do these things, these stage shows and stuff like that, especially things of this magnitude, um, I, I've come to the realization that I need a hell of a lot longer than just 45 minutes to set everything up. Like I felt a lot of pressure in terms of making sure everything was ready and set and ready to go. And that's where the support staff really came into play here. You know, I, I mentioned the Walters earlier. I mentioned Nick Brow. I mentioned Joe Sny. Um, you know, ultimately, I wanted to get as many of the my podcast family, uh, the Jack Creations Podcast Network family, at the theater, and I wanted to bring them all up on stage and, in, and introduce them and stuff like that. Not only that, but have them to introduce them to other members of of the network because, like, Wendy has never met Jim. Um, Nicole has never met Wendy or anybody else on the, actually anybody other than me. (laughs) Um, You know, funny thing about, about Nicole is, you know, I had been in contact with her all last week, you know, trying to figure out, you know, if she was going to be able to come up because I knew that she wanted to. And uh, I was under the impression that she was unable to, to make it up here from Newark, Ohio. And, uh, like the show got over and like I said, you know, before the break, you know, we were just kind of digesting everything and, you know, they were, uh, other people were making plans for afterwards and things of this nature. And, uh, I get this text message that says, are you coming back out here or what? And it was, it was from, from Nikki. And I was like, wait, you're here. And I go out. And sure enough, there there she was uh, talking with Todd Grossbauer, um, who had made it out to the show. And like I was stunned, I was stunned that that she made it. And then I immediately felt like crap because I didn't know that she was there. I didn't know that she was coming. Had I known that she was going to drive four and a half hours or whatever it is to get up here from from Newark. Um, I would have made damn good and sure that I had more time to spend with her, and I and I didn't. Um, I was pulled in every which way but loose, and you know we had we had to be cleaned up and out of the building by like ten o'clock, because um, other other otherwise I would have been charged more money, and uh, so we were trying to get everything packed up and and hauled back out to the vehicles and things of this nature and um i felt terrible that i didn't have an opportunity to spend more time with her 
but because that was the first time that I had seen her in person in a long time. And I felt really bad about it. And uh, hopefully she'll forgive me. Um, I guess we'll find out if she's on the show next week. <laughs> um, but, uh, I, you know, that's it's just one of those things, you know, you learn as, as you go. You know, I know on paper, if you try to map everything out, you're like, yes, we can get this done in X amount of time. Because we only had 45 minutes between the time that we got into the building to set up to when the doors opened to the public because the show started at 7. And, um, you know, it was coming... Re- it went over the wire. There there was no coming down to the wire. It went over the wire. Like, I was in the lobby when we were opening the doors trying to get shit set up for ticket sales, merchandise, all that stuff. Um, and then I had to run, I mean, full-blown full sprint back to the, to the dressing room before Todd walked out. And, uh, you know, so I, I've, that's one thing that, that I've learned. I need more time to get everything set up. I need more time in a particular venue so that we're not rushed. I can spend ample amount of time with my friends that were there, with fans, with you know whoever comes out to support me, and those who are on the support staff, make sure that they have everything that they need. So, um, but by and large, you know, at the end of the day, it was... It was a decent, it was a decent outing. You know, there was some bad that went along with it, but I think that the, um, you know, the pros far outweighed the cons, in my opinion. And um, it's definitely something that I'm going to continue doing because, you know, I had had a conversation that if this did not go well, this was this was going to be the end of, of stage shows, you know. But um, there, there, there was enough that, that came out of it that I feel very good about, that it's worth, you know, trying again. And certainly at the picks, I certainly want to run that building again. Maybe when the weather's a little bit more decent, I think maybe that have been a contributing factor to why a lot of people didn't venture out because it was cold, it was windy. You know, it's going in the middle of November. You know, what I guess, what the hell did I expect? But, um, you know, like I said, the pros far outweighed the cons and, um, you know, it's something that I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep doing. You know, I may have to shift my focus a little bit in terms of venues and things of that nature. But, uh, you know, this is, I feel like I'm onto something. I'm not quite sure what yet, but I'm onto something here. And we'll just, we'll figure it out as, as we go. You know, that's how you learn. But uh, for all of you that came out and supported me on Friday, and for those of you that tune in each and every week for the podcast, I appreciate you so much. And from the bottom of my heart, you know, thank you a million times over. And uh, for all the latest information, you can check out our website, net. You can uh, find us over on Facebook. J- just look for Klaus to the Heart. And there you can send us uh, you know, um, you know, comments, uh, direct messages with questions, shout-outs, anything of, of that nature. And uh, we will be back here next Tuesday night, beginning at midnight, with a brand-new episode of the Klaus to the Heart podcast, powered by by anchor.fm.